0: In this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we discuss Hollywood's black tax as well as Gabrielle's new up-and-coming movie, Coffee Will Make You Black. We're also
1: going to continue our part two interview with TV writer Felicia Mayer. And we're also going to get into two documentaries, one about Teddy pendergrass and the other about Sam Cooke. And our spoiler alert.
0: Yes, guys, just sit back and relax. This is Black and Behind the Scenes. guys, welcome back to another episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. So, what's going on, Brittany? How's your week going so far? You know, um.
1: <laughs> I wish I could say something like upbeat, oh, but the week is just starting and I'm not really sure how it's gonna shake out. So, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. 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 Whatever. I'm here.
0: Right. How about That's you? Good. Um, I'm okay. Um, just trying to figure out what's going on with my next steps because um, our lease is coming up for where we live at right now, and so we're not ready to buy. So I'm trying to figure out like how long will we be ready to until we're ready to buy, and where we're going to go, and if we're going to stay in this area, if we're going to go somewhere else. So it's just it's a it's lot, a lot, to, lot think to think about. about. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot a lot to think about. So. I'm not ready to have that conversation (laughs) yet, so I just... That's
1: like a real adult conversation, I don't want to do it. It's it's an adult (laughs) conversation. I don't want to do it.
0: I know. So, um, yeah, it does. So, I have until this week to figure out what I'm going to do, so... (laughs)
1: Oh, so you're giving yourself a, a week deadline to make major life decisions.
0: Well, yeah, because they're, they're going to give us a discount if we stay where we're at right now. Oh, okay. So they give us until Friday to make a decision there. So if not, we have until next month at least to make oh, a, okay. an official official decision. But okay. we'll, we'll see have, what happens. You got a lot to mull over. I do. And, I, yeah, again, I'm not excited for it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the industry rundown. So my first topic up is um, it's the topic is a Dear White People's Producer Talks Hollywood Black Tax. Now, when I saw this headline in the article, I really didn't know exactly what to expect, but I'm glad I did dig into it. So during Lifetime's Unmute Her Conversation, um, it was a conversation on uplifting the voices of women. Mel Jones, who is an executive producer of Dear White People in Limart Park, stated that In a film, things cost about the same amount, but somehow we get less money to make the film because we should be grateful to be there. Now when she says we, she means we as black people um, when they are getting options for movies that, um, in her experience, that uh, we are getting less money and for us to kind of be grateful to even be in the room. And this, Brittany, if you remember that conversation, Gabrielle Union had with variety. Or it was the variety of the Hollywood Reporter they did a uh, section on. And Gabrielle Union was basically saying some of the same things as how when you're trying to negotiate your salary as a black woman in Hollywood, it's a little bit difficult because people in the room feel like, oh, you should be grateful to even be here mm, mm-hmm. and to have your presence here and that you're an actress working in Hollywood as mm-hmm. a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes it difficult to even have those conversations about, um Equality and fairness and, you know, what's right. Um, But anyway, so to piggyback off that, um, Monique Nash, who is the head creative affairs for Chronicle Media, um, reflects on her time when she and her business partner, Karina Williams, are in rooms selling and pitching projects. It's normally to people who don't look like them. And she said sometimes because of this, there is a lack of understanding in which they are being told that the stories they are pitching are not authentic and it's not expected and it's not an expected experience of what their preconceived notions are of black people.
1: Right. I mean, this is something I think I feel like everyone knows this.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, we know this.
1: But everyone maybe like the people outside of the industry do, do not know this. And and they probably do not because when I first discovered The powers to be, I was in college, okay, and I was studying Mm,
2: the industry. Right. And
1: then that's when I realized how um, many um, networks just one company owns and how much all of that is not as diverse as you think it is. Mm -hmm. It really is about five major players, right, with a whole bunch of different um,
0: sectors or mm -hmm. mm -hmm. divisions. So
1: the people who make the decisions are the executives right and um i was recently listening to um quest love he has a oh
0: yeah yeah podcast on on, um pandora pandora right and so
1: he recently had a two episodes part one and two of black tv um Mm -hmm. writers um and included writers from um Gosh, what's that show, The Tracy Morgan, the, the Last OG yeah, and some other um, programs that they have worked on outside of black TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. But they were t- t- talking about this very exact thing that, um, yeah, you can have a diverse writing room, but when it comes to actually getting approvals or things done when you write a script, it'll go through several chains of command, mm-hmm. right? Before yep. it goes into taping.
0: I've been in those it rooms. it goes yep. all yep. the way
1: up to the execs and the execs are gonna care about their bottom line. Their bottom line period is money, always money, mm-hmm. advertising dollars. Yep. That's always what's going to matter. So, you know, if you don't have an executive in the room who looks like you or who are, who doesn't see diversity as important or who's not championing for diverse voices then you're going to get the same thing even to that point again what she's saying about um them the executives who are who they're pitching to not seeing varied experiences of black culture those writers were saying the same thing like once they once executives see like a black show doing well, they want to recreate that yeah, over and over yeah. and over again instead of having something different. You know, they so do the same. Say, yeah, they, they do they the they same
0: see, within their own shows they too. Do, they, they do. do. So it's just uh they'll
1: be like, "Well, can you give me a black friends or can you right. give me another insecure or can right. you give me another Atlanta?" Mm-hmm. And if they don't see the value of whatever you're doing, if right. they don't feel like it's going to produce the numbers like that.
0: They're then not they willing want, to take that risk, and not that it's ridiculous. Even so,
1: more with black voices. Oh, definitely,
0: than white, yeah. White, it's just white it's right? yeah, absolutely. And she and Williams also added in her uh, statement that at the same time you're educating people while you're trying to sell a deal so I can only imagine how difficult that is of you just having to give someone a brief history about okay yes so not all black people think this way (laughs) we also have varying different opinions about X, Y, and Z and this is a character who thinks like this and you know and then you have to pitch the actual show so can you imagine like having to do that that's like it's a bit ridiculous but it is stuff that we do have to deal with and we want you guys our audience to be aware of this if you are working in the industry understand the things that you're going to have to come up against and fight for and kind of things that have not changed drastically. Um, Although we do have content on television and things like that, guys, but there's still these same reoccurring issues that we do have to go up against. And we're just trying to inform you, make you aware, um, know of the issues that we have ahead of us and that we still have a lot further to go.
1: Yeah, we we definitely need more diversity all the way around from crew members to the creatives. To the executives, mm-hmm, absolutely. Because the executives hold the real power. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, so. yeah.
1: So, they're absolutely right.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, moving on. Um, so, this is according to Deadline. Um, Gabrielle Union will star in, star in, and produce alongside Octavia Spence, Spencer, um, in an adaptation of April Sinclair's novel "Coffee Will Make You Black."
1: Oh, OK. Have you heard of this, Brittany? I have heard of it, but it's on my um, list of books to read. OK,
0: cool. OK, so for those of you who don't know, I haven't heard of the book. So when I saw this, so I was like, cool, I'm going to pick this one, pick the book up and read it <laughs> to see the movie when it comes out. So I'm excited. So um, coffee will make you black, follows a smart, funny and native African-American teen Teenage girl finding her voice as she navigates conflicting relationships with her mother, her best friend, and her crushes amidst racism, sexism, and colorism in 1960s Chicago. Oh, okay. So it should be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Union stated a funny, smart, protagonist coming of age film with a young black female protagonist is important to see. And it is equally important to see the complicated relationship between black mothers and their daughters as they try to succeed and assimilate in a change resistant America. So this should be, um, fairly interesting to see on the screen. I don't, uh, yeah. Fairly interesting to see on the screen.
1: I'm excited because I really love coming of age stories. Yeah. And you rarely see one about a black girl.
0: Absolutely. What's the last one we saw was, um, no, what was the other one we just saw on, um, on Netflix um god it's slipping my mind about the rapper the female rapper remember it was a coming-of-age story Roxane Roxanne. yes I mean but that's based on a real person yeah this is not
1: <laughs> yeah but it was still
0: a coming-of-age story that was refreshing to see that we don't get to see often
1: that's true and it does remind me of another coming-of-age story I saw on Netflix that we reviewed oh do we review that one about the girl who was um boxing
0: yes we did yeah. yep 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 yep, yep. Yeah, what's um, the name of that first match
1: first match yep
0: first match that was good and that was a good one that was good that was
1: that good, was good. so we I definitely want to see more absolutely come of age stories for black girls I mm-hmm. mean because I mean we be going through things yeah we do mm, sometimes so can we please see that
0: yeah I'm excited. So, so yeah guys so I definitely recommend that you guys go out um I just started a book club this year, so this will Mm. definitely be on our list, yes, of books to read. Coffee Will Make You Black. Again, this is by April Sinclair. So pick the book up. I'm not sure. I didn't say when the release date for this movie will be, but I'm assuming next year sometime. It doesn't take very long to produce movies nowadays and develop them. I mean,
1: one bam, damn.
0: Pretty much. We'll probably be watching this movie next year and reviewing it. So (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: yeah, guys, so that is all that I have for the industry rundown.
1: innovative creative overall black excellent it's time for the spotlight hey you guys we're back for the spotlight and we're going to continue with our part two uh interview with felicia Mayer. um we hope you guys enjoy um part one she gave us a lot of important gems Um, Mm -hmm. And Antoinette and I really enjoy um, speaking with her. So go ahead and um, let's get into the second part of her interview.
0: So you were recently interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter for the Black Women Who Brunch feature. Um, How were you introduced to that organization and can you explain to us what that historical moment felt like to you, since you're making all these historical these moves
3: it was fantastic it was um it, it was almost an out of body experience because it went fast, it felt big, you know, we were on set, and it's like wow, yeah. this, this feels really huge is <laughs> in my imagination <laughs> um, and it I found out about black women who branched through a, a writer, one of the writers who founded it. Um, and she, you know and 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 then another friend of mine when they they basically went to their first off site um trip that wasn't a brunch, you know, like a weekend trip um they did that last summer, like the article mentioned, and um, I found out about that trip through a different writer, and I'm like, oh, that's that group that I heard about, um, and so I joined them when they went to Palm Springs last summer, so that was my first. Um, time meeting this group of you know a lot of people I knew already but in terms of this as a group this is my first time like hanging with them and it was an amazing weekend um, and then by the time this happened you know I'm like this you know this group feels very special <laughs> it's very special because it's great for the support it's great mm-hmm. to see that many black women writer television writers working and and then getting other deals and feature film um, right. as well right. and um, you know and it's just so inspiring you, you feel so supported yet you feel you feel so um inspired because you see all of these women doing so well you know there are mm-hmm. people with overall deals at different networks and, and many you know, like several of several other folks um the different age ranges the people's backgrounds are completely different but everybody has that same love for writing and it's Somehow found a way to navigate this very difficult business, and oh yeah, to put all those people in the same room. Um, it's just I was just honored to be in the same room, honestly.
0: Wow, I can't imagine because when I I don't know how you felt Brittany when you saw that cover, but I was blown away. I was like, what is this magic <laughs> going on? What, what's Man, going on in Hollywood, like I can't take it. Man. <laughs> like, it was too much. It was so beautiful and. Um, I just love the fact that they they had it like no more excuses. Like you guys can't you know ignore us now. Like we're here, <laughs> and right. well, this is this is what the new normal is. Like let's not let's stop pretending as if we don't exist anymore. So I think that was really dope and a bold statement, amazingly needed, um for other young women who um aspire to be in the industry to look up and be able to see that.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I and that's agree. that's the most exciting. The people who. You know who saw the article who might have reached out um in i didn't i thought about like showing hollywood hey we here but then right. it's like oh no it's also showing so many pe, so many people who might be at the point i was you know several years back like how can i make this happen or you know how, what right. else can i do in this industry right. you know whatever like it them know hey if you don't know this is an option being a writer and if and if you already knew that it's possible you know
4: right um for me personally when i saw it, i thought it went hand in hand on earlier in the season we had um highlighted amanda in her hashtag show your workroom initiative that she was doing with the writers
3: mm-hmm, and then i yes. thought this mm-hmm. is I, I was helping with this that. is mm-hmm.
4: Right. So this is a great supplement to promoting diversity in Hollywood. And,
3: Absolutely. you know,
4: no longer can people say, I don't know, any black women or any mm-hmm. black writers. It's like, right. look, you got a whole photo right here. Why don't you just pick your, 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 whoever you need? Look at these bios. We have something for you to choose from. So I, I was very inspired um, oh, great. by
3: great! photo. That makes me so happy.
4: Absolutely. Um, So for our next question, I know earlier you talked about while you were at UCLA, um, you switched your focus from film to television once you noticed the trends that was going on in Mm -hmm. television. Um, Mm -hmm. So since the days of, like, the Grey's Anatomy and the Mad Men where that was um, game-changing television, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Technology has changed. We have streaming now. People are cord-cutting. Um, where do you see or what are your thoughts on the changing um, the changing ways of which people are like I said cutting cords moving to streaming uh, less people are watching TV what are your thoughts from focusing on from TV to streaming if you have any or if you even think that TV is going to be less of an
3: influence if I think that TV is what
4: will be less of an influence than it has been in the past
3: Mm. um i i feel like the networks will always exist you know the mm-hmm. traditional broadcast right. networks but as mm-hmm. we're seeing uh they are one by one stepping up like with cbs access um yes. they have to play you know they, they realize i have we as a network have to play in a streaming game
2: mm-hmm. and
3: so a lot of them are you know launching streaming services because of that i remember when i first moved out here I went to conferences that said there's no way um, people will cut cords because cable companies will never unpackage their bu- their bundles. Oh yeah, like they yeah, they'll never I do that because it doesn't financially make sense for them to do that. It doesn't make sense for the networks financially to to because then people will be like, well, I want to have HBO. I want well, no. Um, so I knew that was false um, when HBO came out with their streaming service with HBO right. Go. Um, and that, that to me was the beginning of, then you had Showtime Anytime. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like right. now everybody's yeah. playing and streaming because the, you know, cause folks don't want to pay $200 for a cable bill every month. So that's, oh, that's happened. Dumb. That's <laughs> not only happening, it's pretty much happened. And, um, what's interesting to me is like social, I feel like the the streaming thing is just going to keep happening network work, network by network, where, right? Um, you know, and then more are, are going to pop up. I'm sure um, the short format storytelling is interesting to me, and then I wonder how that will do, like on Instagram. Um, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. who's figured out completely how to tell like a you know some scripted story over oh. time but that it's actually super popular like people are doing it but meaning in a way that really penetrates the culture and, and changes storytelling to bite-sized storytelling in a major way like again right. there are people doing it probably doing it well but in a big way you know is there a, is there a show we will follow that will be a series of instagram videos um like i don't know uh, i don't know how that happens um mm-hmm. You know, or if it it works, you know, in short form like that. But that's interesting to me. Um, so I I, I look forward uh to that, you know, the same, that looks like down the line.
0: Same here, like, cause I I keep hearing this whole thing of what's buzzing in the industry is like commuter television or commuter this, and I know there's gonna be at least I feel there's gonna be a lot of focus on how to cultivate. Um, audiences as they're traveling home from work or when they're moving here to there, like maybe having content directly only for when you're commuting like maybe 20 to 15 minutes long. So I'm curious to see what that will shape into or if anyone's really going to tap into that market and figure out something that will hit and take off. Like that's something I've always been seeing bubbling and interesting and I've been following to see what that's going to turn into
3: mm, Yeah, that's really interesting. It's hard to even predict what's gonna happen because we're all like, who knew that Netflix would be what Netflix is? Right. When they were ju- right. when we were just sort of renting things from Netflix, you know Block what I'm saying? Like, really didn't. so <laughs> you know, people are coming, you know, basically coming out of nowhere with stuff and changing the whole game, and that's exciting, actually. Right. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And even
4: though. So just for, I'm just thinking, like, even with trends of people, everyone has a social media platform or account, and um, like you said, with the Instagram stories, everyone is creating content, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's interesting to see, like, what type of content um, people are gravitating to, what they like. Um, We hear or know of a lot of people who become Insta-famous, and now they're like, have mm-hmm. shows on network TV like just hilarious. So right, um, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting how social media is going to play a role in us viewing content. And and like you said, I think uh, Felicia, like you said about having short form, um, you know, programming on these. Like even Facebook has their different channels, right, and different yeah. content exclusively on Facebook. That's less than 30 minutes, right? It's something really short. People's attention spans are getting shorter. We want something, right. you know. So um it'll be interesting. And I hope that black women are at the helm or black content creators, period, are at the helm of making that transformative space to people like Issa Ray, which you get to to HBO, you know. Um, yeah. We have the creative mind space to do that. Absolutely. So I'll.
3: I'll be interested to see. Yes, right, yeah, to totally. See. I'm here to. <laughs> I'm here to see. The good news is all this innovation led to probably those 62 black women in that picture, um, or a lot of yeah. other right. black,
2: pe- mm-hmm. black people yeah.
3: working. Um, let alone just pe- writers in general. But you know, now that there's so many outlets versus you know the golden handful that was right. you know, our only options before which you know no wonder we never got in the door. I mean, It's hard to get in the door even with all of these stories. Um I'm mean, sorry all all of these outlet pot- possibilities, but um yeah, no, it's um it's a great day in, to be in television, honestly.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a wonderful statement and that kind of leads us to our next question of um we would love to know where do you see the direction of black storytelling and black content going um in your opinion?
3: Hopefully, and this is what I'm hoping to do. It, it you know, with my own work, is just, you know, go into places the white shows go. Like why? Can't, right. <laughs> why can't right. we? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like why can't we be quirky? Why can't we be right. um fuck up? Why, excuse me. Can you cut mm-hmm. on your podcast? I guess Absolutely. not. Yes. Yes. You can yes. give me a little bleep. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprised I got through f- over 50, 40, 30 minutes of. <laughs> talking and I have not talked. this is like new stuff, um, but yeah, like why can't we have characters make bad decisions, um, mm-hmm. not be be super flawed, you know what I'm saying, um, without being so protective of our image that we're afraid, yeah. we know now, we've had enough, thank God for like Atlanta Insecure, like yes. breaking, you know, pushing the door down so that at least mm-hmm. we, we're used to seeing black people in a different way. Um, right. In a way that you know is get you know get, get Emmy nominations and Globe nominations because because it's relatable for anybody because you're getting to the human human the humanness of any or humanity of a person. I just made up right. a word. Sometimes writers do that. Um, so you go into the humanity of a character, and now it's not just black, it's not just woman, it's not just. I mean, it can resonate on all those levels on black level on women's women level if a, a female character is nuanced and real and human, but it's also going to just resonate as another human being that you can connect to because we're all human beings that we feel the same, you know, emotions. Absolutely. Right. So mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to, you know, I just see us telling more stories where we're human and we're not, and, and thank God for um, Ryan Coogler and like back Black Panther and elevated. So I expect more elevated stories where we're not kept in a box, as to what kind of stories we tell or the way we tell them, um, that we can be as artful and creative um, as the next white writer, um, mm-hmm. and and so I'm hoping to see more more of that, you know, um, because I know the industry used to put us in a box before, like it has to be a gangster movie or it has to be oh, a fun rom com yes. that's not too deep or whatever that mm-hmm. looks like. And this is, n- there have been enough breakout hits don't fit that mold that now it, it, it takes the handcuffs off the the rest of us.
4: Yeah. And even with that of uh, how what you said, Hollywood has always put us in the box. I think yes. some of black viewers have always put themselves in that same box and don't want to venture outside of those types of um content and yeah. do other things outside of Atlanta or um insecure because Funny enough, I was just having this conversation with my boyfriend the other day. He was like, Brittany, you're always watching crazy stuff. And I was like, no, I like stories that tell about the human experience. Everybody can resonate with love. Everybody can mm-hmm. resonate with insecurities. Everybody can resonate mm-hmm. with grief. All
0: Absolutely. these different
4: emotions and stuff that we go through as humans, they their shared experiences. So while you want to watch cops shoot up, bang, bang, I want to watch something that's more connected to shared experiences,
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
4: I know a lot of people who, I would say, I have observed, I don't want to generalize, I've observed mm-hmm. a lot of other Black um, people who tend to be like, well, why are you watching this? Even stuff that's outside of um, Black content, right? Well, why are you watching this? How can you relate to this? And, it's like you can step outside of what Hollywood has always put in your face is Black content, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I I think what's going to happen, as you said, we're going to get more storytellers telling different yeah. sides of Black lives, uh, what it means to be Black, um, all those different emotions that we experience and still be Black, right? And still right. be right. proud of your Blackness. Yeah.
3: Right, no, and I'm excited for it. Dang. <laughs> right. I can't wait. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs>
4: like,
3: right, now, like, right.
4: So now that we talked about black content, what what are you currently watching? Um, doesn't have to be black content. What are you like some of your favorite yeah. things to watch?
3: Hmm. Um, various things. Some stuff is not like on at the second, like maybe the seasons up, but it's still, still you know, I consider favorite shows, but like Atlanta. Best thing on television mm-hmm, um, absolutely <laughs> is, um uh of course, insecure um again mm-hmm. very important uh, it, again i'm I'm so happy that happened so that now I'm like oh good, uh, the rest of us black female writers are free now to be you know <laughs> whatever we are, you know right um, and uh and then uh my friend um stephen canals uh he has a show pose. Um,
1: oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Ryan oh, Murphy. Oh, and-
3: created it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so proud of him. He went to UCLA with me. Um, and so, so proud of the work. And it's so important to get, you know, I'm so happy these voices are just never heard. If
0: Absolutely. you think black voices
3: isn't heard, if you think uh-huh. the gay voice isn't heard, now, you know, the trans voice, um, you know, please. So, so much, It's right. trans people of color, oh, right. yeah, please, just forget it, right? right. So, it's right. like, that's such... Such important um, epic work, yeah. Um, um, I, I'm just now getting into Barry. I'm a little late, but great stuff there I'm on HBO. Um, uh, um, f- speaking of dark, Handmaid's Tale. If I can take, if I can take it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. amazing. The
3: most some of the most amazing writing on television. It's just mm-hmm. woo. It's heavy, but like yeah. I like heavy, you know. Um, you know, and I know they have to have a show, so. She can't leave she can't leave that world. I'm like, just get out of there But then what would nice. the so be?
0: <laughs>
3: um <laughs> but it just it drives me crazy. But it, it also is the be- is among the best writing, some of the best writing I've seen. So love that. Um yeah, those are kind of top top five or so. Nice. Or four. Or five. Yeah. See I think count. <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um and I guess like to round this out um what advice would you have for young girls women who are aspiring to be where you're currently at um in the industry and um just any words of inspiration that you could give them
3: Oh yeah um I would say um just um be patient is definitely a long journey Um, Meaning, it's not ever overnight. Even when it looks like it, at at least not you know. Rarely is it for writers. I I I don't know any who it's been like it you know. And if it does, then it might slow down after that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Something you know. So know that it's it's you know be in for enjoy the the journey of it um, because it is a journey, and that that um, your stories, no matter what judgment. Because I feel like there's a lot of judgment with what being a woman really is, what it really involves, what we really think, what we really think about
2: right. the right. world,
3: about sex, about, like, and, and I think that we have to get bolder about what we really think, not what's being a lady, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, the world has silenced has women um, because a lot of people judge us by, by what we think or say or feel. Um, Mm -hmm. and we're, and that is, it's confining. And then if you throw on being a black woman, that's even more confining, um, because you don't want to upset your people. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, or misrepresent or not even misrepresent, represent in the bad light, even if it's the truth, you know? Right. And, um, so I'm saying, I guess I'm saying that we have to be, I'm talking to myself as much as anyone else, you know? Um, to, to be truthful to our experiences, know that our stories no matter how, even when we judge ourselves, that's valid too whatever we think, feel, what we've done, you know it's all valid too and it deserves to be shared in, in, in storytelling, your story deserves to be shared, so don't let anyone ju- you know let don't let judgment stop you, don't let, mm-hmm. you know um, the, the fear of of ruining the black culture you know what I'm saying like that shouldn't be a thought the thought should just be you know you have to be sensitive and you don't want to be irresponsible right but right you know that would take a lot of effort to be completely irresponsible so you know just be just tell the truth your truth whatever that looks like and and we're going to feel it you know um Mm. and then never give up You know, uh, one professor used to say the industry gives up on people. People, uh, I mean, sorry, the people give up on industry, the industry doesn't give up on people. Um, Mm -hmm. One professor at UCLA um, used to say Mm -hmm. all the time. So be aware of that, you know, Um, and don't give up on on it before the the miracle happens.
0: I Um, love it. Yeah. (laughs) 'Cause that is something yeah, that you have hard. to hold with you in yeah, this, totally. this for sure. Totally,
4: yeah.
0: As we all know. And that deserves a
4: amen. <laughs>
3: right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, so that, Felicia, that can you it.
4: tell our um listeners um I know you say you have the B T uh um, Yes. Yes. Um I don't want to misstate what's going on. Is it a pilot or a show? Yes, it's
3: actually a show. It's actually we um am gonna start a writers' room in a week. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I'm calling you from the the offices of the of the office space where we're gonna be. But it's going it's a um, half hour comedy. Um, it um, was formerly actually called Peachtree Place at one point. Um, we've um, we changed the name and the concept a bit, but again we're not. We're talking about it Mm -hmm. publicly yet. Um, (laughs) But it's um, basically uh, similar to the original idea. It's five friends, women and men um, who knew each other in college who live in Atlanta. Um, And so it's a show that centers around um, them in their um, mid-30s, basically. Oh, fun. But there's more to it, but that's essentially it. And um, thinking like this summer is when it would come out. Oh, so, cool. so <laughs> you're gonna keep us busy. <laughs> yes absolutely yeah absolutely how can
4: our followers um follow you to keep up with
3: Peachtree yeah follow me um title? at felicia <laughs> at y i'm sorry felicia m so it's F E L I S C H A M um is my handle on instagram and um yeah, you can follow me. I'll probably whatever is public, I'll probably post <laughs> um beforehand. Whatever I can share, you know, in the upcoming months. Um, but yes. Awesome. Very excited. Awesome. I feel very blessed.
0: You should yeah. be, girl. That's amazing. Yeah. We're yeah. so excited for you.
3: And we're thank sending you so positive much.
0: vibes all the way from DC. Oh, thank, <laughs> <laughs>
3: thank you so much. I'm very excited. <laughs>
4: Well, thank you again. Uh, it's been a privilege. Um, I, I can speak for Antoinette when I say that we are very Absolutely. inspired in um, mm-hmm. by your story about the what you talked about today. Um, like I said, it can resonate with both of us. We both feel sometimes um, lost in the sauce, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you want to, you know, you you get frustrated, and you want to. Or take breaks or do whatever you want to do, but it's important to know that there are other women who support other women in this industry and these ventures. Um, and so I just want to say thank you. Uh, we're looking forward to the many great things that you have um, coming out in store for you in the future. And we will definitely Absolutely. be receipt tweeting, sharing. Supporting, following, all that, watching
0: um, everything, <laughs> everything, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> everything.
3: everything, great. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm, I'm already appreciative <laughs> of all of it, <laughs> and thank you for um, um, asking to talk to me. It's, it's sweet. It's an honor, and uh, I'm glad I met y'all. Absolutely, and I I'm didn't sure know you were so far. <laughs> now the with that school. Yes, too.
4: and that makes it even better. It's like when the fours are just mm. out there shining and driving. Oh, <laughs>
3: there are a lot of us out here. There are a lot of us out here. It's great. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, yes.
4: <laughs> okay, well, I think that's it for Spotlight. Um, thank you again, Felicia.
3: Thank you.
0: And that. That's yeah. the end of the interview. All, All right. Awesome. That's great, guys. Amazing job.
3: <laughs> thank you.
0: Thanks again, Felicia. For, um, oh, so that was it.
3: Away. Okay. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. No. <laughs> yeah, no, <that laughs> I need it. some more. <laughs> <And that was laughs> <it>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
4: I'm already yeah, too loose, was...
3: so I had to. <laughs> no, no,
4: that
0: was awesome. That was really great. We really appreciate it. Um... No problem. No
3: problem. Well, thank you, guys. Glad
4: You're welcome. We you Thank you, you
3: for taking time out of
4: your busy schedule. I know you got yes, time. Yes, ma'am. To
3: stuff to do. <laughs> no <laughs> worries. My pleasure.
0: And, um, so, so like I said, um, previously, so we'll be back in February and, um, we will definitely let you know when we're getting ready to post this episode. So, um, yeah, when it's open live and we will be in touch when you have the show and we're ready to promote it for the summertime. Um, yeah, just let us know anytime you want to jump back on, do another interview, promote the show. We're here. (laughs) We're your girls. Sounds good.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you.
0: All right. Okay. bye.
3: Bye. Bye -bye. Bye Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Guys, and now it's time for spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Yay!
0: Bim, 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 bim,
1: bim, bim. Yes.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so, because it is Black History Month, that it is. I wanted to give us some. I mean, even though we talk about black content because we're also, black and behind the scenes, absolutely. <laughs> but I wanted to um do some music documentaries, and mm-hmm. it's perfect because two documentaries just um were we'll released on different networks of powerful legends in the black community not just in the black community um music wise but in the music industry in general mm-hmm. and the two films that i watched this um past week were the two killings of sam cook
0: yeah that was
1: on netflix mm-hmm. and then i also watched um the Pen- teddy pendergrass story if you don't know me um, that premiered on Showtime this month
0: I was so, getting ready to sing that song
1: <laughs> Girl, okay, so uh, w- let's get into Sam Cooks first Yes, um, absolutely Did you watch it? I did, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I did my homework
1: <laughs> So, um, The Two Killings of Sam Cook Again, is on Netflix Yes Created by Jeff and Michael Zimbalist um, Which is, they're not black uh, <laughs> just they're, they're allies like, though, they're it's allies. okay It's because, fine Okay, so <laughs> They, in addition to this um, particular story about Sam Cooke, they're creating a larger series, um, more of a investigative lens into certain questions about several artists. Um, So one will come out about, or is, has come out, I'm not really sure yet, about Jam Master J.
0: Oh, Um, so it's like a remastered, because I saw that. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It may be. I think it's that. Okay. Yeah. So the one with J Master J is already mm. out there. J Master J. Yeah. And then Bob Marley. Um, I think they have one with um, Johnny Cash and uh, a couple of other ones. So mm. this is part of that larger series. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. The Two Killers of Sam Cooke. It is directed by um, a minority woman.
0: Oh, nice. So that's great. Um, that's fantastic. Kelly Duane
1: De La Vega. Um, she directed this documentary. And... This particular one is called The Two Killings of Sam Mm Cooke because it it, it actually goes into the murder, the mysterious murder of Sam Cooke. And then also the killing of his potential because he died very young.
0: 33, um, mm -hmm, 33 years old.
1: mm -hmm, Very young. And he was on the rise to do... More than just become a musical legend. He Mm -hmm. had started his own record label and publishing company. Which was unknown at that time? Right. Yeah. So few black men, if hardly any black men, had their own record label publishing rights, right? And then um, he was also heavy into civil rights. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, he was murdered.
0: He was. And
1: because um, LAPD did not do a great job of investigating this murder, it led to a bunch of conspiracy theories about what actually happened, who actually killed him, um... And by who actually killed him, like the man behind the person who killed him, you know, like the FBI or the record label or whatever. Because
0: the mob was also involved, um, um, potentially, because they were saying that the guy who was the, I guess the owner of the record label at the time, I forgot his name, Atkins or something like that, or I can't remember his name. But anyway, um, they were saying he wasn't powerful enough to be able to persuade the judge, the police department, as well as get the people involved um, with that orchestrated of yeah of a crime,
1: the guy who um Sam found out when he created his record label and publishing company, he thought that he was the CEO, and, and the way mm-hmm. that that contract was worded it actually was going to um um uh, gosh, I wish I remember his name, his manager at the time, yeah, um, so it was a lot of chasy things, yeah, um he also was hanging out with um Jim Brown and Malcolm X and yeah, Muhammad
0: Ali. He was and we all know
1: that those um, people were on the FBI's radar
0: Absolutely um, was during it, the
1: sixties. Because they were they were looking to kill our leaders. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so.
0: But did you find it eerie that Um, the hotel that he was in was also the same one that um, Martin Luther King was killed in because when they did that shot, I was like, wait a minute, that hotel looks really familiar. And I was like, that looks like that hotel that Martin Luther King was killed in. And it was. Like two seconds later, they said it. I'm like, I knew I wasn't crazy. I said, how crazy is that? I mean, it it was
1: really sad. I learned a lot about Sam Cooke that I did not know. Same, Um, same. And it's sad because his voice is one of those very distinctive voices Mm -hmm. that when you hear, you immediately know it's Sam Cooke. It's a legendary voice. And he did so much to provide hope Mm -hmm. for the black community during that time, during the 60s, and to have him be murdered in such a gruesome way. And then for his murder not to be investigated, in yeah. a proper way, it's just sad.
0: It know? is. I didn't realize how into the civil rights movement he was, and I didn't under—I didn't realize that who he was friends with, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. and you know Muhammad Ali, and mm-hmm. just like a really prominent figure within the black community, as being a crossover artist to be able to reach mm-hmm. white audiences mm-hmm. in Middle America mm-hmm. at that time was extremely rare for him to do that stuff. So I thought it was really cool and awesome, but um, really sad at the same time because I absolutely love a change is going to come like I right. and love I didn't know that
1: that song came out a year after, after his, his death.
0: death. Yeah, and they said that that was like his eulogy or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. The way it came out and things and and a change of lyrics to it also. Yep. Yeah. So, I just I don't know. It it was it felt good to know your history and like yes, you know, proud, rich, you know, things like that, but then it's also extremely heartbreaking because it's like You see the same things happening again today. And it's just.
1: Even someone who was as prolific during that time um, as Sam Cooke, we still see that his black life did not matter. Yeah, and it's just.
0: I don't I mean, sometimes I really try not to think about stuff like that because it can make you extremely just send you down this this oh. barrel of just thoughts yep. and just life. And like, are you serious? And mm-hmm. people don't actually understand how it feels to be black in America and what that what that actually is like or what that experiences is like. And it's mm-hmm. just frustrating sometimes. And it's just like I can, sometimes I have to put it out in my head mm-hmm. and like really just stop for a minute mm-hmm. and just. Just keep going. Just yeah. keep moving. Because if not, it's just going to, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. It really is. It is. Jeez. And
1: I also um, recommend that y'all watch that. Oh, particular definitely. Um, documentary on Netflix. Because you're really going to gain more insight about the man of Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. And then also what he was um, hoping to achieve. And not just civil rights, but also musicians' rights. So, yeah. So, you know, he was very much into you know being in control of your own musicianship right? yes. So
0: so sad so um, sad but definitely check it out guys it is on netflix now um it's a really good watch um a great history lesson just sit back relax and just you know
1: yeah. get into it yeah so the other um musical icon teddy pendergrass if you don't know me by um, mm-hmm. well, not by, but on Showtime. Did you watch that one?
0: I did not have a chance to watch that one. Okay,
1: so but I love
0: Teddy. Um, love Teddy Pendergrass.
1: First of all, <laughs> I so the, the documentary documentary, unlike Sam Cooke, that only really focused on um the backdrop of the sixties and um mm, love Teddy his <laughs> mysterious death. Yeah, this Teddy Pendergrass documentary focuses on his childhood in Philly, all the way up to his um, singing with Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes, to his solo career, to his accident, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it really runs the whole spectrum of his life. I let me tell you how stupid I felt when I was watching this. I did not know Teddy Pendergrass was with Harold and the Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. But I also did not know that some of the Harold Melvin songs was not Teddy Pendergrass because his voice is so distinct. It is. Like when you hear you know that's Teddy Pendergrass.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so
1: for him to be have, have been the lead singer for that group <laughs> you, say? you look so I was confused. <laughs> for him to have been the lead singer the one who made those songs that voice <laughs> Yeah. And then it'd be Harold Melvin in the blue notes.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: Harold, girl. Harold, where are you at? Because I ain't heard you not on one vocal. I was so confused. I felt like a real live dummy. I was like, Are you serious? But they talked about that in the um, documentary about how a lot of people did not know. And because during those times, you know, you didn't have video, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. A lot of DJs were assuming that Pendergrass' voice was Harold Melvin.
0: Mm, and it's like, yeah. A lot of that happened, though. Yeah, what? yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But his voice was so <laughs> sensual and yeah. soulful yeah. Uh, and dynamic that it could have not been um, relegated to a group. So he, you know, of course, had his solo career. Girl, many Teddy songs. Like, Teddy is one of those singers where you like. How can I say this and be PG?
0: Oh girl, (laughs) can you?
1: It's like when you hear a teddy song, when you hear him sing because it's so sensual and it so is. sexual. Mm-hmm. And because that was what he exuded. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, exuded in his mm-hmm. whole performance and his It was just like Nice daddy. Ew, ew. Teddy teddy. Yeah. You know <laughs> he, They talk about how he had all the women just
0: like Oh yeah.
1: On him and mm-hmm. he just he had these jeans, and you know, women would be throwing their underwear in up there. And I would, yeah. I would have been right on up there right, too exactly. he was tall. Mm hmm. Um, he had this swag. Yeah. And he was nice and chocolate girl. Mm-hmm. And Teddy had it all. Okay. And that voice, yeah. That voice will melt you right on down to the uh, to the drawers.
0: Yep. It's right
1: there. on down to the drawers. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, <laughs> It, it was unfortunate that he had that. Um, yeah, the car accident that was that um, left him paralyzed yeah the waist down. Mm-hmm. But that did not stop Teddy. Nope, he came uh, right back. He came right back out and released five albums yep. after that. Mm-hmm. Just still moving on and, and, and giving us life with his voice. Mm -hmm. I did not know that he was the first African-American artist to record five consecutive platinum albums.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, no, his music is timeless and his voice is timeless as well. And, um, Although I didn't see that particular documentary, I did watch the Unsung that they did on um, TV one years ago on Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, really? Yeah. So it just touched on the car accident, his life prior to that. But, you know, they speeded up a little bit. And, um...
1: Uh, Okay. Side note, this is my problem with TV one and Unsung. Some people who are Unsung that they put on there are not Unsung. Yeah. Teddy Pendergrass is not Unsung. No, he
0: isn't. No, he isn't. And I think they would, they should have to, they should do an updated version of just like stories of heroes past or something like that. Or just, you don't know, look, hear about it, something unsung. like something of, here's a lesson from men from, you know, this era or whatever, not unsung. Cause no, he wasn't unsung at all. Yeah, no. So. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. That just annoyed yeah. me. <laughs> Teddy Pentegrast is not unsung. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Teddy is on a lot of people's um sexy time playlists, and if he ain't, then you 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 sleeping out.
0: Yeah, really, because he has hits and bangers, and just just go down the playlist. Just Google Teddy Pendergrass and see all everything that he has, because it's just sending me down memory lane right now. And just so, like God.
1: um Sam Cooke, who was tragically killed in his early thirties. Mm-hmm. Teddy Pendergrass, when he had that accident, he was 32 or just about to turn 32, so very young. Mm, yeah, um, young too. Yeah. In his career, to have have something such a life changing event mm-hmm. to happen, you know, to him. Um, but you can't hold a good man down.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, I suggest you guys watch those two documentaries. Definitely the two check Films it out. Of Sam Cook. And then Teddy Pendergrass, if you don't know me, mm-hmm. um, which is a Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes song. Mm. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you think it's a Teddy yeah. song?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> you damn yeah.
1: Harold. You know, I wish they would have had because they had um, they had his band members on there. Some of them from mm-hmm. the Blue Notes. And I really, I really, really wanted to hear Harold. I don't know if Harold is <laughs> still alive, but I really wanted to know how he thought that that thing was going to play out.
0: Oh, yeah. That'll be interesting to see. You know? Yeah. Because
1: after Teddy went into his solo career, you know, the group kind of fell yeah. by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I re- Harold... <laughs> Harold what was you thinking girl
0: yeah Harold Melbourne Blue Notes but yeah it was
1: a good documentary I would say the two things that I didn't necessarily particularly like was um they had these reenactments which I thought were weird hmm that's Um, interesting yeah (laughs) but then they also had a lot of um as a good documentary should, original footage from that time. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It also was good because um, Teddy had recorded, you know, his story. And so there were live recordings mm-hmm. of his um, own perspective and recounting of things. And so I just thought it was weird to have the reenactments. But I that guess does you, sound a little weird. you need more space to feel um, the B-roll footage. I don't know what was the decision made for that. And then the second thing that I didn't really care for, or no, I did care for, but I wanted to know more. Because Teddy was such this magnetic character, girl, okay, so when he had the accident, which mm-hmm. I did not know. First of all, I did not know Teddy Pendergrass had an accident and he was paralyzed.
0: Paralyzed? No, you know about that I big not, scandal. Not, girl, it was scandalous.
1: I did not yes. know. It was scandalous. And so this is what I found out. Teddy was married.
0: Yes, he was. Very much so, like most musicians.
1: Continue. He was married. (laughs) Next. But then the night of the accident, he had went out with his girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. And then picked up a girl at the bar. Yes. With his girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. Dropped the girlfriend off at home. Mm Mm-hmm. And was going to go back with this girl that he didn't pick up at the bar.
0: You sure it's a, okay? And then
1: <laughs> it turned out to be a transsexual.
0: Right, I was getting ready to so say you sure it was. A, you know, I was saying like, just, no, yeah, was like a, a lot of a lot of layers to that story. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah, mind
1: blown. I mean, and yeah I wanted to because they had interviewed on this um in the documentary several of his girlfriends, mm-hmm. but they did not. They did not mention anything about him being a womanizer. They didn't talk about anything about him, how... I mean, his wife was on there. um, But she just spoke briefly about how they met. Um, There was no mentioning of... um, uh, You know, the other girlfriends or when did they meet... Because the other girlfriends was on that documentary. But you kind of assume because... Okay, there's a wife, and then there's also the um, girlfriends. And then, girl come to find out, he didn't father. His wife had a child, and then he had fathered twins by somebody else. They were all born in the same year.
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, hey it comes with the territory that's all i have to say because if you look back at any of our legends um the ray charles story or any of the prominent you know men and singers i mean even sam cook had little side joints and did things you know but i I mean it's just it comes with territory when you're on the road you're not at home all the time you can't expect these men you know to but keep it real i would
1: just would have wished they would have talked about him and the women and not in such a in a glorified way of like, oh, women love Teddy. They were throwing their underwear on the stage. No, let's talk about how uh, Teddy had girlfriends on top of girlfriends. And was I mean, that's to be girls.
0: expected. I don't know. I nah, just assume I wanted, it. I no, you want to know. I, I just already, you know, you know what it is. Like, stop it. Stop it. You know what it is. <laughs> <Shoot>. Let's <laughs> say live. <laughs> nah, I no, I want to
1: Teddy. No. Explain <laughs> it to do, honey. Oh, yeah, but other than yeah. that, it was good, uh, so check out the two documentaries. Yeah, check
0: them out, guys. And that's
1: all we have for you today It's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Keep it black, real yes. black for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So that wraps up the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to all of our streaming service platforms at Black and Behind the Scenes. Um, and until next time, I'm Antoinette.
1: And I'm Brittany.
0: And this has been Black and Behind the Scenes.